This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. The professor for coming on, shout out to New York Law School. Um, I went there. The teaching staff there is great. Um, I know Professor Michael Perlin as well. Um, And actually, I'll use that as a way to piggyback off of Selena's comments about education. So um, a big meme that kind of blew up one day that my friend Manny actually made, and it was like uh, four boxes, right? And it said, if you don't want to talk to your kids about this, um, you know, and it said sex ed and it said, and if you don't want to, if you want to make sure that women cannot get this and it said birth control, and then it said, then don't be surprised when your daughter comes home and says she needs one of these. What is this thing that she might need? Vodka. No. Abortion. There you go. Oh. So if you don't want to talk about sex ed and you don't want to provide birth control, then guess what? Your daughter's probably going to come home and say, hey, I need an abortion. Uh, so speaking of abortions and birth controls, uh, the Supreme Court decided over this past week and a half to hear two cases whose outcomes will probably have major impacts on women's health. Um, SCOTUS is now wading into the quote unquote war on women fray. Um, I'm going to talk about both of these cases. The first one is Little Sisters of the Poor, Home for the Aged versus Burwell. And the second case is whole women's health versus coal. Uh, the first case deals with birth control and the second case deals with abortion. So that is a perfect segue from our last segment about how sex can, you know, lead to these other things or you may need these other things. And maybe if you have birth control, then you probably won't need an abortion because uh, at the end of the day, the best way to prevent abortions is birth control. Um, so little sisters of the poor, there are two issues that are going to be up in front of the court. And the first is whether the availability of regular method for nonprofit religious employers to comply with the Department of Health and Human Services contraceptive mandate eliminates the either the substantial burden on religious exercise or whether it's a violation of the Religious Freedom uh, Reformation Act that the court rep- recognized in the Hobby Lobby case. And two, whether um, the Department of Health and Human Services satisfies the Religious Freedom Reformations Act demanding tests for an overriding sincerely held religious objection uh, in circumstances where HHS insists that the overriding religious objection does not fulfill its regulatory objective. So what am I talking about? Because I just use a lot of really big words and you're probably like, huh? What is going on? What is she talking about? Okay, so first thing you need to know, one, this is not the same as the contraceptive mandate controversy that the court reviewed in Hobby Lobby. That dispute was about for-profit businesses that are owned by religiously devout individuals who oppose contraceptive mandates. This is about non-for-profit religions that are not already given an exemption because certain religious groups already get an exemption. So what happened was is um, some of these non-for-profit groups said, hey, um, you know, we want an exception. And so the Department of Health and Human Services came up with an option, which is, okay, fill out this form, which is called the EBSA 700. And um, when you fill out this form, and then the federal government will step in and it will provide the birth control so that you don't have to do it. Um, now, as you know, the Affordable Care Act makes the free availability of contraceptives uh, available to all female employees of any organization that has an employee health plan. Some of those organizations, as I already mentioned, such as churches and synagogues, uh, they get exempted up front. Um, But other organizations that are not included in this upfront exemption have to fill out this EBSA Form 700. That's the document that's used to gain the religious exemption. If the religious organization wants the exemption, they fill out the form, and then the plans operator decides to give the birth control directly to the female workers um, so that the non-for-profit doesn't have to be involved. Um, 
And so this form requires that a person who is applying in the organization to certify that on an account of a religious objection, the organizer opposes to providing coverage for either some or all contraceptive services. Uh, once they do that, um, the plan kicks in. So what Little Sisters of the Poor is actually saying is that they have to fill out this form to begin with. They're saying that filling out this form in order for the federal government to jump in and stand in their shoes and provide the birth control makes them complicit in providing the birth control. So what this all comes down is the government was trying to be accommodating to these religious groups and actually provided them with a workaround, said, hey, fill out this form, tell us you have an objection, and then we will deal with it. But now these groups are saying, hey, filling out the form is essentially like providing the birth control. Do you want to ask a question? Ridiculous. Now, look, I love Christians and Christianity, but not that extreme form. Ridiculous. Okay, so the federal government says, no, 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 no. That's not how this works at all. They said once the form is filled out by the religious organization, uh, that ends the religious organization's involvement in the Affordable Care Act program. Um, And so the government contends that it cannot be correct for an organization to desire a religious accommodation, but then be against filling out the form that the government is creating in order for them to get the religious accommodation that they're asking for. Um, And the federal government says that signing the form is just a simple way for the religious organization like Little Sisters of the Poor to avoid what they regard as a sin, be it, you know, providing contraceptives or other pregnancy-related services. But, like I said, Little Sisters counter that the the signing the form would amount to an act that violates their faith because it clears the way for those services to be provided by employers. Um, So, all in all, this is going to go to the Supreme Court, and if the Supreme Court decides that filling out the form in and of itself is, you know, going against their religion, then that's going to create a situation where how, how is these organizations going to let the government know, like, hey, you need to kick in? And so essentially it, that means there may be a group of women, depending on what the Supreme Court decides, that no longer have access to birth control because they work for one of these non-for-profits and there's now no way for this non-for-profit to tell the government we don't want to provide it and it creates a catch-22 situation. Hopefully the court will see this for what it is as semantical BS, um, as we will call it it on this show. But, you know, who knows with the Supreme Court how they're going to go? Like, you know, they've upheld Obamacare twice. But the fact that they just they took this case, I don't know. Um, Anyways, so that is the birth control case. Now let's transition into the abortion case, because at the end of the day, if you don't get birth control, you might need an abortion. And guess what? Texas wants to make it really, really, really difficult for you to get an abortion if you need one. Now, one thing, nobody is really pro-abortion. I hate that term. People are pro-choice. Nobody's really pro-abortion, okay? Everybody wants to get to a situation where we make abortion as rare as possible. But the way to get to that place is through sex education and through birth control, and when we're still having fights about whether or not we want to provide birth control, then we can't deal with the issue of how to make abortions more rare. Well, Texas thinks that they can make an abortion more rare, and the way they want to do that is just say, hey, well, you just can't get one here in Texas, as if that's going to, you know, really get rid of the issue. So um, in this case, this is Whole Women's Health versus Call. Uh, there are two issues, one which is whether the undue burden standard, which comes from Planned Parenthood versus Casey, that's the 1992 case which set the standard for uh, abortions in America following Roe versus Wade, um, uh, whether or not these laws actually 
are an undue burden that restrict abortion, um, or two, whether the lower court erred in concluding that uh, this standard permits Texas to enforce in nearly all circumstances laws that would cause a significant reduction in the availability of abortions in the state. Um, So in recent years, the Supreme Court has actually stayed out of this decades-long battle over abortion, but as I pointed out, Friday afternoon they announced that they would actually review this law. Um, This law is what's called a trap law. Basically, what Texas said was that we are going to, well, actually, first off, they can, they say that this law is intended to actually protect women's health. And what they say is that in order to perform an abortion services, your abortion clinic has to be set up like what's called an ambulatory sur- surgical center, which is a place where people go to have minor surgical procedures. Um, and two, that you have to have admitting privileges at a hospital, um, among some other things, which I'm not going to get into. Now, let's go back a second. A quarter century ago, the Supreme Court in Planned Parenthood versus Casey, they affirmed Rover versus Wade. They held that a woman has the right to terminate her pregnancy in its early stages, but they also ruled that states can impose restrictions on that right as long as those restrictions do not impose an undue burden on the mother. Um, If a law imposes an undue burden, then the law will be struck down. Now, in 2013, everybody heard about this. Texas passed HB2 over the filibuster. That was Wendy Davis. You probably remember that. Um, And these 